Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we're back in the studio. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Missed you guys. <laughs> so, Rachel, I'm looking on our little schedule of events here, and you <laughs> want to talk about something called Lunar Real Estate. Um, while we while we shy away from topics that are too woo-woo, I'm curious about this. All right, here it goes. I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of garbage TV. And mm-hmm. I am not afraid to admit that I watch um, when I need to decompress some of the rebooted game shows. Like what? On ABC. Um, like Match Game with Alec Baldwin. Or my favorite is To Tell the Truth with um, Anthony Anderson. <laughs> the premise is... Uh, they have a panel of celebrity judges, whatever, and then they have pe- three people come out and uh, state some crazy claim. Two of them are lying. One of them is sworn to tell the truth, and the celebrity judges have to figure out who's telling the truth. So I was watching this week's episode, and one of them was a quote-unquote galactic realtor. Oh, no. Meaning that um, I think back in the 1960s or 70s, they issued a um, request to the U.N. to basically buy land on the moon. And they bought up all the land on the moon, and now they've sold it off to people who are dumb enough to buy it. No. (laughs) Um, Including celebrities such as John Travolta and Willie Nelson. Um, those two, that doesn't surprise me that those two wanted to buy real estate on the moon. <laughs> and so I just thought it was really interesting. And so I went um, in search. I watched the whole episode, of course, and I found out who the liar was or who the truth teller was, who the liars were, and um, learned about this thing that's been in place for a while called the Lunar Embassy, where you can actually buy plots of land on the moon or other planets. I wanted to see if you guys had heard about it or if you would ever do it. What is the um, point of doing this? I'm curious I mean, to know like what like how much it costs to buy some land on the moon first of all or another planet. Well, he gave um he gave one plot of land to somebody for like $25. It's really cheap because as somebody pointed out, it's much cheaper on the moon than it is here in the United States right now. Because there's less demand and there's a huge supply <laughs> correct i mean eric how do you feel about lunar real estate i think you can guess how i feel about it. Since i can guess how you feel <laughs> this uh, sounds like the most cockamamie bunch of baloney that i've ever heard people are doing it since 1980 selling and distributing land on the moon worldwide wow perhaps you can't own it here but you can own it up there I mean, if your goal is to be a homeowner, don't don't stop at the earth. Like, set your sights higher on the no, moon. No, if your goal is to be a homeowner, save your money and don't fall for this kind of baloney scam. <laughs> you know who would probably like to buy real estate on the moon? Hmm. Our friend, the space tourist. Uh, yeah. I Lance bet he Bass? Lance, it. Lance Bass, the space tourist. Hmm. I bet he's got that. I mean, ever since I was a kid, you know, I, I just wanted to be an astronaut. It was that or be a magician. But then things changed for me, and I ended up going into music. Uh, and then one day I get a call that 
there was a company wanting to put me into space to be the youngest person to go to space. And it was incredible. Um, it was it was something that, I mean, I can't even really describe. It was months of training. You went through all the training? Oh, yeah. Um, so what crazy happened? Crazy stuff. Uh, well, a week before launch, uh, my mission got scrapped basically over insurance because we were doing it. It started out as a CBS show that we were doing um, that I was going to host this game show. Um, but then halfway through, that got messed up, and it was going to be a documentary for MTV, and no insurance company would cover the, the production. So it got canceled the week before. <laughs> and it's not just the moon. The Lunar Embassy is the capitalized letters only authorized seller of land on the moon, Mars, Mercury, Venus, uh, and something else. This is the dumbest. I love it. I love it. Eric, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Get it. I'll throw it <laughs> oh in the trash. God, do it. I'm do buying it. you and Francis a home on on the moon. Okay, this, great. This it's going in the trash. Whatever you... If it's anything to do with a piece of land on the moon. Can we switch to something a bit more heavy? <laughs> a bit heavier than the moon? Of course. Well, I mean, oh. if you want to talk about ridiculous things, possibly ridiculous things. Recently, uh, the house that was the inspiration for the 2013 movie The Conjuring uh, sold. There was a movie called The Conjuring? Well, there's a, 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 <sighs> Come a on, Eric. No, I don't, I don't like horror movies. Um, yeah, it's a really famous kind of franchise that they've um, built based on a real-life couple that has moved into haunted homes. So the Conjuring house um, just sold the house that was in the movie The Conjuring, and since the couple moved in, they've been hearing some creepy stuff. Um, <clears throat> their names are Corey and Jennifer Heinzen, and they said that they have been seeing bright flashes of light in a room without electricity. They've heard a creepy girl's voice coming from nowhere, and they listened to unexplained footsteps and knocks. But did they um, expect something else? I, that, I mean, that's if they're buying a house that is noted for all its horror movie cachet or whatever, were they buying it with that expectation or were they buying it to say, like, we're going to fight the spirits and win? So we spoke with a couple who bought the house and Corey, the husband, said um, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually investigate one of the most haunted places in the world. So he is putting on his ghost hunter hat it sounds it. like right. um he so saw the he, listing come up mm-hmm. on a face a paranormal facebook group okay. so he was in this facebook group got it paranormal okay, so, activity. so he it's it's not that they were just some unsuspecting couple no they sought wow. it out okay but the big deal about this is eventually they're not doing it right now but they're going to open this up as an airbnb eventually that's a smart move i mean um, if, yes. if these movies are as popular as you guys very popular. Yeah, very popular. So, would you guys Airbnb this house? Um, I totally would. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, but with a group of people, I would never do it alone or with one other person. Um, I don't think I would. Really? I wouldn't Airbnb. I would go walk inside of it in the daytime with a group of people <laughs> and a flashlight. Um, yeah. But I would no, I would not stay in this overnight. I'm Oh no, I'm Eric? not about that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's again. It's I think it's a bunch of malarkey. But um, so would you stay there then? Because uh, you don't really give a I don't crap. Really care. I mean, I think the guy is smart for Airbnb being it. I don't. I don't really care one way or the other to stay there. I'm just surprised that Zach Baggins didn't buy this place. 
Me too. Do we know how much this place sold for? It says in the top here, it's like four thirty nine, so it wasn't super expensive. Zach could have easily, easily purchased. I mean, maybe he just wasn't aware because no, he, he's got he's always aware of the paranormal. Seems yeah. Right. And just to note, it's located in Harrisville, uh, Rhode Island, which is just about half an hour northwest of Providence. Built huh. in eighteen thirty six, so yeah, a mean, lot this... of history there. One of the biggest stories uh, of last week. Of the year. The world, the, the world was buzzing. Of the year. Do you I, really think it's of the year? Is it of the terms year? Of, in terms of real estate, yeah. In, I mean, for, Okay, right. This is probably one of the biggest real, sto- real estate stories of the year. Um, Barack and Michelle Obama are putting down roots. They are buying a house in Martha's Vineyard. Um, it's... It's been their favorite vacation spot forever. They go to the island um, nearly every year. They've been going even before his presidency. Um, they usually rent in Chilmark, which is on the um, eastern, or excuse me, the western side of the island. It's uh, supposed to be a bit more quiet. Um, it's one of the dry towns. Uh, it's just, you know, beautiful beaches known for just amazing, tranquil beaches. Um but this house that they're buying is in Edgartown, Ed- Edgartown, Edgerton. I might be pronouncing that wrong, uh, which is a little bit more happening. It's a little bit more touristy, uh, a little bit more rowdy. But the place that they're buying, they actually got for quite a deal. Um, it was listed on the market for... $22.5 million in August 2015. Thank you, Eric. Uh, yeah, $22.5 mil. And they are reportedly in escrow. Um, the listing price right now is $14.8 million. They might be paying less than that. So they're getting a pretty steep price cut. And um, it makes sense why the, they are getting a price cut because the place needs help. <laughs> Can you guys agree with that? Uh, uh, yeah. Again, I... I... I don't want to be the contrarian. I mean, it's fine, but it's yeah. not like Obama quality, right? Yeah, no. I, it's not again, tricked out. Like, there's a lot. There. It's a... It's a <laughs> Eric. <laughs> what? I don't want to be the contrarian, but I mean, it's a huge... No, be the contrarian. I mean, it, No, on. it's a huge kind of nice... I mean, it's not modern, like, awesome mansion, but it's it's huge. It's got high ceilings. It's got some weird design quirks to it. It kind of has that Martha's Vineyard exterior look. Wouldn't you agree there? Or? Oh, completely. No, it's... Yeah, but the, the interior is like, ooh. The exterior really? it's not, is that it's not, classic... It's that classic Martha's Vineyard, like, shingled, um, beautiful exterior. But the inside, you said it's not... Right, it's not. To it's my not taste. modern. It's but it's like there's like touches that are trying to be modern. Yeah, which is it's weird. A, it's kind of a mishmash. We, it's a we, mishmash. We can agree on that. And I think I mean they did a really beautiful job. I remember seeing photos of the residents when they were living in the White House. So you know they know designers. Oh yeah, this this will be you know taken down to whatever the studs. I don't know if it'll go that drastic, but yes, of course they will have designers only the best come in here and really zhuzh up the place i think yeah i mean i can see why they fell in love with it because the architecture is beautiful there's a lot of high ceilings beautiful molding work um 
it's very spacious. It's seven seven thousand square feet, so it's it's a huge place, but uh, well, just no, needs I, a little bit of love. I mean, I, your home girl here loves an exposed beam ceiling, but this goes a little bit beyond. I don't know. It just really looks in the inside like they're in a barn. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah there's um, cement pillars. Yeah. In one of the in like the the foyer, um, yeah, like it's metal. Kind of an, it's an industrial modern yeah. farmhouse. It's a mishmash. But I think the the you know again we're, we as we said we know that they're going to come in here and and have the interior kind of gutted and made to their taste. The reason they bought this place though is it's a thirty acre spread of property and it right. comes with the ability to build. An additional one or two, maybe three houses on the property where they can then have a security checkpoint, which they will need. Mm-hmm. They'll need a place to have, you know, maybe their daughters or friends yes. and family because stay. Because the main house isn't big enough for their girls. Well, yeah, no, I mean, they might want to have their own little chateaus. They're going to have a. Oh com- it'll it'll be a compound. It, 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 I know, w- I know. Within you know whatever I don't know five to ten years, this will be. The Obama compound and bless, I think it's great that that it's it's a huge spread and it's kind of isolated, so, so that they can you know they'll they'll redo this house and they'll probably build another one or two others on this property. It's clearly a fourteen point eight million dollar fixer upper, and <laughs> I mean the right people had to come along and fix it up. And right, well, and the Obamas are those people, and and be in need of a place where they could spread out. Yeah, it's waterfront. They have like sailboats and kayaks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's another area that the Secret Service then will have to protect. But I don't, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're true. right. You're very true, Eric. You're mis- very practical. I know, but I mean, that's they have to do the same thing at Mar-a-Lago. They have to be protecting the shoreline. You know, so yeah, it's a whole it's, it's a whole a, cha-cha with these folks. It really is. <laughs> This is the beginning of the onslaught, by the way, of the entire, all the paint companies releasing their colors of the year. And I guess Bear was just uh, quick to... Super early to the party. Yeah. Uh, Bear decided to dub this pea soup colored green... Well, light no, what's, the, what's the name of the color? You're not. You're, you're oh, sorry. I'm just Back jumping right nature. into the fact that I don't like it, which is fun. It's actually we're divided here at at house party. Rachel and fine. I are. We, Rachel we, and I do not like Bear's color of the year, and Eric is Eric is being a little bit more sympathetic Eric's to on it. Board. It's called Back to Nature. Okay. Back to Nature it's is the hue. Um, a yellow based green. Yeah. Um. Device they say looks like it came from a rolling meadow. I would say it looks like it came from the contents of my stomach, but oh, that's just my opinion. God. So I I don't understand this hue. I think it's really divisive. I don't I think people have very strong feelings about green paint and yellow paint. I mean, <laughs> Rachel and I are both like, eh. Although maybe so, it's, yeah. Um, it's, Erica Wolfel, the vice president of color and creative services at Bear, said, quote, we look at green as being nature's favorite color. It takes us to a place that feels effortless, like a hike in the woods or a walk on the beach. And it's a color that signifies life and mortality. 
We Fine. think that at the rise of a new decade, it's a really important color to consider. Yeah, I think you guys are being too hard on the green. I, I, I mean, it's not, it's not green. I mean, it is. It has more of that yellowish tinge to it. Maybe that's what you guys don't like. But I, I think it's kind of a calming kind of green. I, I, I find it soothing. I don't, I don't find it. You know what? It's kind of reminiscent of is a little bit of the avocado. 70s. from the 70s. Maybe that's yeah. why I like it. I don't know. Maybe that's why you like it. I, it's your era. You're a oh, retro oh, guy. Okay, great. Thank you for dating me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the 70s are cool, man. I would love to live in the 70s. Groovy. <laughs> I actually had my childhood bedroom was actually a very similar green color. Yeah. We were trying to match. So I picked out this fabric for window treatments and... I really wanted to match the green in it. It was this like green and white stripe and it was green and white striped and it had pink like salmon pink twall print on them. So I can see it. You know, I see it. very, very uh, unique pick for a like 14 year old to choose for her bedroom. Um, yeah. And the, and the green was like a particularly like light yellow shade of green. And so we're like, oh, we'll match the wall colors to the window treatments. And it's a lot to have in an entire bedroom. <laughs> um, and it just ended up looking kind of like dingy and mm. dark, yeah. like darker than it should have. Uh, so we ended up painting it just like a like a light white. That's it's, an excellent point. Because I can see this color, if you don't have a lot of windows or natural light, it could look really creepy yeah and spooky yes. i think you need natural light on that on that we can agree it does need an area where you get some natural light to kind of reflect off oh. of it so it doesn't just look drab mm-hmm, drab yeah i'm interested to see what other paint companies come out with if they come out with something similar or very decidedly different um we'll know very soon and we'd obviously love to hear what you think do you love it do you hate it uh, are we completely off base? Let us know. Email us at podcast at realtor.com. It's time now for winners and losers. This is a segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the real estate that they bought, sold, and rented, and the people who made a good deal and those who may have lost some cash. So we're going to start with our loser, as we always do, so we can end on a high note. Our loser this week and we're calling her a qualified loser because of her real estate deal. She's a winner in pretty much all other sense of the word. Uh, Meryl Streep is our loser of the week. And why is that? Because poor Meryl Streep dropped the price of her Tribeca condo. It's her a Tribeca penthouse. penthouse. It's a penthouse, yeah. Excuse me. Oh, penthouse. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Meryl put this place on the market uh, about a year ago, like pretty much to the day a year ago, um, and it was on for $25 million. and it's an amazing place. It's a penthouse in a beautiful building in Tribeca. There's a wraparound terrace. Um, it's a 4,000-square-foot home, beautiful views, and she recently discounted it by 26%. Um, and it's now asking eighteen point two five million. What? So that's that's why she's our loser because she dropped not the price. a price cut that you would expect from an Academy Award winner like Meryl Streep. But right, and it's interesting because she has new uh, listing agents now. Mm. Um, 
she has a new team marketing it, selling it, and they took brand new listing photos, uh, which I think was a good decision. I think they look better. Mm-hmm. In my, Ooh, you should do a lessons from listing photos on Meryl Streep's house. Celebrity edition. That yes. is a good idea, Rachel. Because right. there are pretty significant changes that were made to the decor. Book. The decor looks um, a lot more airy. In the previous photos, there was a lot more furniture. looks a little bit more crowded. Mm-hmm. A lot of plants. A lot of plants. A lot of plants. Florals for spring. Groundbreaking. The art was looked kind of dated. The The rugs were... There, there was more... Um, more color little now it looks a bit more vibe little grandma now yeah. it just looks very chic um modern you know new york penthouse like exactly what you think of a new york penthouse just clean bright white um sophisticated yeah. so i think you know i think the price drop was probably smart and we actually spoke to some some um experts who also believe it's smart they thought that it was a little overpriced at 25 mil um even for tribeca real estate so i think maybe at 18.25 it will garner some more attention and hopefully find a buyer uh but we'll see but in the meantime (laughs) suck on that meryl street but in the meantime we're calling you a loser meryl street (laughs) how many um properties does she have do you know she has three i believe the tribeca penthouse the pasadena mid-century modern and um a connecticut farm a a huge property in connecticut um that she's lived in since 85 so So, she's really running the gamut on different um architectural (laughs) designs a very diverse portfolio i don't know if she's going to buy another new york city property actually oh no she had a west village townhouse but i think she sold that i think that i feel like she should buy one in monterey or just somewhere on the coast to be like her big little eyes yeah yes um but anyway yeah so meryl good luck selling your incredible penthouse (laughs) you don't need luck maybe you do we'll follow up when it's sold yeah we will definitely follow up when it's sold um and if you want to check out the photos you can go to our site just google realtor.com and meryl streep and it should pop up uh and then our winner let's jump into our winner let's finish off with our winner eric do you want to give us the story of patrick mahomes our winner uh our winner this week is kansas city chiefs quarterback patrick mahomes mahomes has upgraded to a suburban home with his own kind of sneaker room in it it's not i shouldn't say kind of it's a sneaker room is he a sneaker head yeah he is and i guess he has multiple pairs of sneakers very valuable ones when you don't have enough room i feel like you lose the value of some of your shoes some of the shoes that you've worn once you forget about because you don't see them so i wanted that shoe room to highlight that like you know what they kind of have that like bulky that everybody's kind of into now but these i feel like still have a little bit of like the sports to them these are my favorite these are my babies the easy triple black 750s they're big but the same time you can wear them with anything who's that good looking guy right there <laughs> i'm like scared to mess up any shoes you know what i'm saying like they look so good I'll right never now. look this good again <laughs> i don't think he could probably keep them all at the place that he originally bought in kansas city which was a penthouse it's kind of it's 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 a small building you know i don't i don't 
It looked small. Yeah. It was like the top floor of a small building. Right. Top floor of a small building. The penthouse. Yeah. There's only nine (laughs) units in this building. And um, he bought the top floor. And I understand this was the, the first place he bought, you know, when he signed his initial rookie contract. So he then bought a bigger house. I don't think it's a huge mansion. I, I it's you know, it was a 1.5 million dollar house, I believe, in or uh, actually 2 million I should say in the suburbs. So he's selling this penthouse that he bought with his first, you know, when he first signed up with the Chiefs when he first was drafted. Mm-hmm. It's uh 485,000. It's not, it's not that much, but it's got a nice roof deck. He's probably going to have no problem selling it. It's really close to Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs play. Mm. You know, it's a perfect place. I, he's not a bachelor. I think he is married now, and I don't know if he was married really? when he was first, first drafted. So he looks so. Is he? He's twenty three. Yeah, he is twenty three, and he's very cute. So yeah. I'm very disappointed to hear that, Rachel. Yeah, I just I I follow football, but I, yes. I like him. Yeah, so I like him. This is this. I, I, it it has the look of a bachelor pad. I mean, in terms of you know, it's a two bedroom kind of nice. You know penthouse kind of place you know just little upkeep needed not much cute he's uh getting rid of it and he's moved up and so for that we're calling him our winner of the week fantastic i uh, don't think he's married by the way <laughs> thank you rachel has a girlfriend but not locked down yet oh okay. damn there's right. still hope well, Okay. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Okay. All right. That is it for this week of House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we discussed today, you can go to realtor.com slash news to our news and insights page. You will see all of these stories. You can also go to Google, type in realtor.com and the topic and the story should show up. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, tell us a crazy real estate story. Ask us a question. You can reach us at podcast at realtor.com. Rachel, tell us about the social channels. I just sounded like I'm 70 years old. Social channels. <laughs> you can give us a follow on Facebook uh, at House Party Pod. Join the conversation there. We're posting all of our stories that we talk about and other fun topics. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at House Party Pod as well. And of course, please subscribe to House Party wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to give us a five-star rating and review. That'll help other people discover our show. Speaking of reviews, you guys, we got some we got some reviews. And they're pretty exciting. Uh, I one is actually from my my mom gave us four. <laughs> My mom gave us four stars. I'm just seeing right now. Yeah, I did notice that. That's why I thought it was a real review because I was like, oh, they gave us an accurate four star review. Wait, mom, I know you're listening. You need to change your review. What's it going to take to get that fifth star? Yeah, we need that fifth star. Come on, mom. I mean, come on, mom away. She's asking (laughs) us questions. Yeah, we appreciate you being active. Uh, mom, an active listener, but give us that that last star. Come on. Uh, <laughs> we got one from someone called Upgrade is Excellent. I think that one actually was after our uh, demo fest. Oh, well, I'm still going to read about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone called Upgrade is Excellent, and they just said good stuff. Love this one. Uh, and someone named Sid Finch says, love these guys. My favorite home show. Woo! We love you, Sid Finch. We really appreciate you listening. 
and letting us know what you like. Um, Mom will do better, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Shell over. (laughs) That is it. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.